The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Hey, it's Denny from Manitoba Loud Music Awards, and we're having a fundraiser tonight, and you're listening to Radioactive. Metal? Am I saying that right? This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a momentous episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 714, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. You know how metal this coffee is? This coffee is so metal, it was the inspiration for Demi Lovato to use a V in place of the U in her latest album, Holy Fuck. She actually called Sean, Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta himself, and said, Hey, I need something really metal here. He's like, Well, let me pour you a cup of coffee. So they sit down, they have a cup of coffee, they do some jamming, and he's like, You should use a U. Damn it. Blew that joke. You should use a V. (laughs) (laughs) but anyway obviously i'm making this stuff up because if you're brand new to the show we make a lot of shit up but not the metal news that stuff's fun but we do like to take the piss out of everything because it's a great time Mm -hmm. so true cult coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com it is made by metal people for metal people it is not some conglomerate corporate coffee somewhere who says hey metal person x let's put a skull on this and call this metal no, this is made by a guy with a family who's like, man, we love coffee. You know what? I bet there's other metalheads that like good coffee. Because here's the deal. A lot of people still, still associate people who enjoy metal with people that are also dumb. And I, I do find that stereotype slightly offensive. And that um, we have no taste and we don't like fine things and all that sort of stuff. And that's not necessarily true, right? Because, I mean, this isn't just, like, drip coffee, right? This isn't just, Mm -hmm. like, Maxwell House coffee. Like, this is good coffee. The best way to brew it is French press. I learned all about these things. It's also best if you get whole beans and grind them yourself. It stays fresher. You unlock the aroma, the oils. Like, so many more things go into this. And 
if you're thinking, well, wait a second, how do you know so much about coffee? Great question, because I don't drink it. And I know all this because I have talked to Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta about this, as well as read their website, because that's how serious they take coffee, right? They take coffee mm-hmm. as seriously as they take metal, as seriously as we take metal. And we take metal pretty seriously around here, right? Mm-hmm. So support True Call Coffee. Get yourself some coffee if, if you're a coffee drinker. If not, uh, they still have got stuff for you because they've got cool T-shirts, cool mugs. And if you go to Embodiment Printing Press, just Google Embodiment Printing Press. It's a subsidiary, I guess we'll say, of True Call. Same guy. And you're going to find all kinds of fun stuff there, man. Like hysterical t-shirts. He makes candles. He can custom print things with a silkscreen, cylinder silkscreen thing that he made himself, right? Like this isn't, I'm going to ship this to China and make this as cheaply as possible. This is, huh, I got this stuff here in my garage. I bet I could build a printing press, right? That, you know, for... For, for a campaign slogan, a slogan, slogan that used to say, make America great, right there, it is the example of America being great, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's that kind of stuff. It's the, huh, how do we figure this stuff out? How do we, how do we solve this problem? It, it's not, how do we, you know, make this as cheaply as possible, charge as much money as possible, and then, you know, screw consumers. That's not what's happening here. Right, so True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Right on, right on. With myself, when I get up tomorrow morning, I'm definitely going to have to brew a big old pot of True Cult Coffee because I definitely got some cool stuff going on this weekend. But before we kind of get into all of that... Um, Gotta do a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning. Want to say hello, horns up, and congratulations to Vanessa Hex. We've had her on the show before, like her bands like Vault Wraith and Cauldron, Cauldron Burial, and she's just been in a, a lot of great acts as well. She's um, the editor behind the Necromantical Screams fanzine as well, or book zine. We should actually call her. We've had her on the show before. We definitely want to have her on again. Well, her and her husband, Simon, just a couple days ago, announced that they are now expecting child number two. Rock on. Yeah, they're not wasting any time and pushing out the papooses here. So that's that's always great news. Um, everyone seems to be happy and healthy. And, you know, like like I said, I love kids, right, in other people's houses. I'm all I'm all I'm all for when my friends have kids I get to be cool Uncle Snowy I get to spoil them I can get I get to do all the good stuff and then I leave after I pop them all up on sugar and then I leave I go home to my nice quiet empty house clean house (laughs) okay so this is absolutely fantastic news so Thank you. Or so once again, congratulations, Vanessa and Simon. Great news, great news. As well, a little closer to home, actually, really, really close to home. Have I explained to you what the Manitoba Loud Music Awards are? No, I don't think we have ever talked about the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. No, no, because, um, and I'll get into a little more detail. 
a little later on, but um, what the Manitoba Loud Music Awards are, and we never really got to it last year, but coming up, okay, will be the second annual MLMAs. And it's basically your Junos, your Grammys, but all the categories have to do with the Manitoba metal scene. Oh, okay. This is this is this is always really interesting. And we had so much going on this time last year that for one reason or another, like we just didn't get to it. Well, I ended up getting a notice from one of the committee members who I'm gonna have a quick chat a little bit later on this episode. Um I got I was contacted by one Denny Ferguson. Okay. And she she told me, by the way, Snowy, um, you've been nominated for a Manitoba Loud Music Award. Oh, really? Yeah. As Ambassador of the Year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh, this Basically, makes me so happy, dude. You don't even know. <laughs> what, what, what Ambassador of the Year is, is... um. Some someone that's really involved with the scene goes to a lot of shows and does whatever they can to help out and just you know just an asset to the scene. Yeah. And when I thought about it after after I accepted the nominations, thank thank you very much. I thought about it and just everything that you know with between everything with Ninja Cat, and I've been going to sh local shows since the mid-80s, and I don't know how many Winnipeg bands we've given their first international exposure on this show. It's like, oh, okay. I see how I could kind of fit into this. So this is really cool. Thank you very much. So like I said, we'll get into a little bit of the details a little bit later on with all of that. Um, to kind of Get this show going for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee in our mandatory metal segment. I took a little deep dive into my own collection and pulled out Bewitched's album, Diabolical Desecration, going back to 1996. When this record first came out, it's like, oh, okay, this is really cool stuff totally blown away so for a true cobalt coffee this is bewitched with hard as steel hot as hell
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? All right, let me check my notes because um, I can't remember. I, dude, if I don't write stuff down, I forget anymore. Okay, I should have talked about this last week. Actually, I should talk about this right now, but as people listen to this episode, it is Labor Day weekend here in the States. Is that a thing uh, up in Canada or is that only a U.S. thing? Um, it's a different day. Okay, gotcha. Like we have we have a Labor Day, but it's not this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we, it's Labor Day weekend for us here in the states. So happy Labor Day for anybody here in the U.S. listening. Um, it's gonna be two or three weeks now, and I am so ticked at myself for not talking about this immediately. But Gene Simmons was on Let There Be Talk. Okay. Right. So Let There Be Talk is the Dean Del Rey podcast. I love that guy. He started finally posting his comedy on his Instagram. Dude, he's so damn funny. He has a bit about um, Texas. He's like, yeah, he's like, Texas, um, uh, I just got back from Texas. Abortion isn't legal there. He's like, neither's weed, which is just rude. Because <laughs> you're going to tell me that you're going to deny somebody uh, the ability to get high to ignore the baby they didn't want <laughs> i'm like oh my goodness that's great it's awful it's like that's that's comedy right that that is like just poking fun at everything about the situation you know i'm like oh my goodness it's so funny but anyway so that guy and i'm not doing that justice guys go go check him out at dean del rey on instagram um but so he interviewed Gene Simmons and he interviewed Paul Stanley like a year or two ago and it was absolutely amazing. And he's actually inv- interviewed Nick Simmons, which was a phenomenal interview. But the greatest thing about this Gene Simmons interview is this is the best Gene Simmons interview I've ever heard because this is the Gene Simmons that I talk to. So you know how, you know, everybody's like, Gene's an asshole. Oh, he's all he, all he, all he wants is money, 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 blah, 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 blah. Oh, Rock is dead. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you're talking like, like I, I said before, I will maintain that if however you feel about Gene, he wants you to feel that way. Right. Because he is he is just a master of creating, you know, PR and talk like he's realized that's what his business is, you know, and he's going to keep it going. So but I always tell you guys that when I met him at the NAMM show in like the 90s, that he was like a dad, you know, he's like, nah, man, let me tell you about some other bass players. Let's talk about this. And like really was like talking to me like 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 a father to son kind of relationship. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how he is in this interview with Dean. Like, even when Dean talks about doing drugs, he's like, why'd you do this? Like, like literally sounds like he'd be <laughs> Dean's dad. It's great, right? Like, it is, it's, it's a fantastic interview. So please go listen to it. Um, show Dean some love. You know, I mean, granted, he probably has more subscribers than we do. But, like, this guy, he is out there. He, you know, he did music for 25 years. He's now been doing comedy, I think, for 10 or 12. Um, and that was, you know, including trying to survive the pandemic as a comedian when you couldn't be in front of anybody. And mm. it's not like music where you can still just go home and write songs. Like, when you're doing comedy, you need an audience to work out in front of. Right. Oh, like, like, that's what you have to do. So <clears throat> anyway, it was amazing. And like he opens it up. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, Gene Simmons is here in my apartment. No driver. Drove him, drove himself over. He's like, this is great. You know, it's it's 
So great, dude. So great. So, yeah, definitely right give that a listen. I think I may have actually shared it with you through one of our communication channels. I don't know which one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely give that a listen. Um, do you remember a couple weeks ago now, I talked about the Mike Watt hot sauce. Watt sauce. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, roasted green chilies. Um, I made some eggs and potatoes for breakfast the other morning. I'm like, I'm going to try the Watt sauce. Dude, <laughs> this hot sauce is fantastic. I will definitely buy another bottle. Um, it's it's really good, and like I'm not a big hot sauce guy. Like I like Frank's. Like I like Frank's Red Red Hot. I make my buffalo wing sauce that way. That's what I've used for years, and I'll try a couple other things. But really, like I, you know, like everybody's on the sriracha kick. Like yeah, sriracha's okay. You know, and then there's the people that are on the kick where like, oh, I like to cry when I eat. I'm not that guy. No, you know? no, me neither. You know, that's that's not my thing. But this like, I mean, this had some kick. It was spicy. My tongue was certainly on fire, but it was flavor with the heat. And that's what I like. Like, um, do, do you have any like like good Mexican joints up, up where you are? Off the top of my head, just kind of like the corporate chains. Okay, I don't, I don't know about well, you know, the more the more important in, in independent places. It, thankfully, down here we have places that are more realistic, right? <clears throat> because we actually have like you know immigrants that have you know come to America from Mexico and then set up restaurants and whatever else. And um, I got to try uh, like a Tijuana hot sauce, and I've been hearing about it. Um, from from our, like I really want to get to a place in California called Tacos 1986, which I learned about because of Dean Del Rey, because uh, those guys uh-huh. are all from Tijuana, and they're like, yeah, we do the TJ style tacos, and they're explaining it. I'm like, oh, this sounds amazing, and they talked about the the, the Tijuana hot sauce, and it's kind of like a paste a little bit, and they uh, the restaurant here includes something like that with the Tijuana burrito. That's good stuff. It's hot. Like it's real hot, but man, it's good. And that's the thing is, like, I it, there's got to be flavor. Like, it, like if all it does is burn my tongue, like I could do that with a match. Yeah, you know? it's really nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's no pleasure in that. You know, like like I I gotta have some flavor. Like spicy's fine, but there's gotta be some flavor. So yeah, so um the the Mike Watt hot sauce. I think it was if you look up El Enojado, um I think that's the company that makes it. Um, or just Google Mike Watt hot sauce. Check it out. It's some really good stuff. All right. I've been waiting to open this. This came in the mail the oh. other day. All right. I like to open these things on the air. Mm-hmm. All right. Fright Rags, who have I've oh, opened right on the on. air before, right? Um, they, they were doing their Munster shirts earlier this year. I got mine, put them away for October 1st because I'm going to break them out for Halloween. And I I was going to crack this open, but I've just got to describe this amazing bag because it's got the, the bag is a VHS cassette tape. It's got okay. a be kind, please rewind, um, you know, sticker on it. It's got a, the horror sticker. Or, like It looks exactly like a VHS from, from back in the day. And it got me thinking when I got this, cause I get so excited to get VHS, you know, cause at some point DVDs did start taking over in the mid nineties, but we probably had VHS tapes for home rental for 
what, probably like a decade to 15 years tops, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, 15 years. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it was more than 15. Like, I feel like 20 would be pushing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I feel like by, you know, because let, let's call it like 1980 to, you know, 90, 95, 96, somewhere there, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, I feel like that's the era where, where this kind of happened. And I feel like by 2000, 2001, you know, VHS was pretty much gone. And well, or was it? Man, maybe it did. Maybe, maybe it was around. Because I was thinking, I'm like, it feels like such a short time it was here. But it had such an impact on us culturally. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. like the VHS tape just really was such a part of every household. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was something you rented, you bought, you recorded yourself, like, you know, recording like your kid's graduation or whatever, or weddings, things like that. Just the, the home movie really, really became such a thing. And that's what I just, I love this bag. So anyway... Let's crack this sucker open. And let's talk about my new t-shirt that I got. All right. So, I know I love making all the rustling sounds. Oh, it's character. Okay. So, here, here's the cool stuff. I got a blue raspberry toxic waste hard hazardously sour candy. Like that, it's, it's those little extra things, right? Like those are those little details. And mm-hmm. they always seem to include some sort of fun film fact card, right? So here's a picture of the mummy. And it says, rise again, even as I have risen. And on the back, Boris Karloff's mummy makeup took eight hours per day to apply. And is barely seen close up in the movie. <laughs> Uh-huh. Right? And that like that's that's just a blast, right? And then here's a like a trick or treat sticker. Uh but trick or treat, not our trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so there's that. But then I ordered, I actually pre-ordered the Munsters movie poster t-shirt for the Rob Zombie film. Right on. Excellent. And, and that's what I have, and it looks really great. Like I I love the colors, um, I I just think they did a killer job with his shirt, and so yeah, so that that's what's going on. You know, anybody who's been tuning in for a little bit now knows that the monsters have slightly excited us here on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've purchased so many monsters things this year now that it's finally available again, and so it's been a good time. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got, man. What's going on with you? Well, with 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 myself, yeah. I, I heard earlier this week that um, I can't remember the release date, but the Munsters is going direct to Netflix. Yep. The same day it hits Blu-ray as well. Yes. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to check it out on Netflix the first night it comes out. That'll be a family thing. You know, we'll all gather around the TV and and check this out. And if I'm really, really impressed by it, well, then just as soon as I can, I'm going to go out and grab the Blu-ray because you know me, I'm a, I'm a kind of have to have it in my hands type type guy. Which kind of brings me to my next point. Um, you remember Cream Magazine? Yes, 
I had to think about that one. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, basically, I guess it kind of disappeared. Ah, oh, geez, as we got to the late '80s, but yeah, for many years throughout the '70s and into the into the '80s, Cream was one of the bigger, you know, music magazines. Apparently, Cream magazine is back. Okay, unfortunately, though, it's only available by subscription. Or you can get it digitally. And I'm kind of like, oh. Like, I even got a hold of, you know, the cream themselves and said, hey, are you going to have it on the shelf, on the new shelf? You know, on, on the newsstands? And no, sorry, it's only going to be available by subscription. Okay, fine. It's just unfortunately for a four-issue four subscription to cream is going to be like 75 bucks. I'm like, oh. Wow. Oh. Oh, holy shit. Which, yeah, yeah, but for four issues. So that's pushing 20 bucks an issue or so. Which that's, when you think about it, you know, like classic rock magazine up here in Canada is like 17 bucks. Rock Candy, Power Play, those are kind of um, imported from England. But all of those are kind of pushing 20 bucks. So I'm kind of on the fence here. Because I am, I was a regular reader of Cream during my childhood and in, into my teens and all that. And I've since the last couple years, just at record conventions and some of my favorite secondhand shops have found and brought in old back issues of Cream. And I'm probably the only one that buys them, you know, when he finds them and puts, and puts them out there. But I'm fine with that. So I got to stack of old creams once again so with all of this going through my head and you know cream is back and what what do i do i actually was going through all of these old back issues and i'm not reading every little thing i don't need to read an article about adamant or spandau ballet or anything I'm sure i feel like you like, i'm sure no definitely not especially not spandau ballet oh my god one of the worst bands ever uh, but I was enjoying the stuff, you know, like articles on the Go-Go's, the Joan Jet, Van Halen, and some of the old ads. <laughs> okay, you know, like the insult that made a man out of Mac, you know, where the the comic strip where the sand gets kicked into Mac's face on the beach by the bully. Oh, and I so remember he goes, those. Yeah, he, he goes and he orders. He, he he orders, you know, order our shit, you know, and you see Mac Mac working out and he's then def- defending his honor at the beach the next time he's there, all in a four panel comic strip and all that. It's just, uh, just oh, my God. Oh, yeah. See, seeing those again, it's just like because those were in all the all the comic books as well. You have the ads like learn to play guitar in seven minutes or in seven days. Contact us here and, you know, your Columbia house, get cassettes and eight tracks, you know, for three ninety nine or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, my God, some of these ads are just, oh, you didn't think anything of them back then. Okay, but now some of them are just laughable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kind of on the uh on the fence part of me really wants to take out this subscription because you know you need once again you kind of need the physical product 
into your hands. Speaking of cool stuff from yesteryear, do you remember the sitcom One Day at a Time? Oh, that, yeah. That, oh, did, 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 did you ever watch that? Oh, all the time. Why did you watch that? Ah, probably for Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> High five, dude. <laughs> yes. Of course, we were dumb kids at the time. And yeah, I enjoyed this sitcom. And all of our younger listeners, they might be like, oh, the, our old, older, more experienced veteran listeners, are they're slapping high fives <laughs> with, with, uh, with us right now. The younger ones might, might be like, what the hell are they talking about? I know there's a one day at a time up on Netflix now. No, no, not that one. Okay, we're talking the original from 75 to 84, I believe it ran for. In the, and really, the, the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is that um, Valerie Bertinelli, for many, many, many years, was married to Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And they were always, they were always that, that, that rock and roll couple that just... When other couples were coming and going and all of this is just like they were just together for so many years and only just the last couple of you that they finally called it quits just a couple of years before Eddie left us and and all that. Well, I was just kind of pissing around watching uh, YouTube on my Roku TV when there was a commercial for the CTV, the Canadian Television Network, okay? Right. Download our app to get all of our programming and all that. So I'm like, oh, I got a Roku TV. What the hell? So I'm going, I download it. I'm going through their throwback section. All of the older programs back from when we were kids. And I'm seeing like sitcoms like The Facts of Life, All in the Family, oh, Sanford and Son. Life. Oh, I know, eh? <laughs> like all of these great, all of these great sitcoms, and I swear, okay, just about a month ago, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I ever find the box set for the series of One Day at a Time, I think I'm going to shell out for it. Geez, sure enough, as I'm as I'm going through all of these sitcoms, boom, there it is. I immediately started watching this, and Valerie and Burton Alley, she was so young. Like her character was, third was supposed to be fifteen at the time. Oh yeah, you know. But obviously, she was a little bit older, you know, at the time of filming. But you watched her grow up, basically. Yeah. You know, because by the time the show was done, I think she was married with a kid and all that. You know, because she's off so. into her late. I. I no, she was married. Oh, you mean on the show, yeah. the character? On 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 the show, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like Bar- Barbara Cooper was married, and I think she had a little one. I'm definitely i'm I'm binging the show again. I'm I'm well into season two with it. So yeah, I'm going to be reacquainted. Okay. Well, let, with, let's with test that. test the the you know, the um the borders here. So okay. you had one day at a time. Right, which was yeah. great TV because it was very real, right? It was, it was. Like, like they didn't sugarcoat things. And no. another like comedy show that was also real that was super fun was Alice. Did you have Alice? I remember Alice, yes. With Mel's Diner? With Mel's Diner and 
she's a single she's a single mother with a teenage son and she's working in this uh phoenix uh diner yeah and, yeah because yeah that that was a that's a very real situation as well yeah you, you know it's not like fucking friends you know where you, there's just a bunch of 20-somethings with their little superficial relationship problems and all this bullshit that I really don't give a rat's ass about. You know, they, it was real. It was real. One one day at a time was real. Good times was real. I, I hey. never watched Good Times. I don't even think I remember it being on. Okay, well, it was about a black family struggling living in Harlem. Oh, rock on. Okay. Back, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Okay, well, that that was real, <laughs> you know, like all in the family, definitely real. Oh well, yeah, that that was like what was happening in America at the time. It is, and, it is right now. Everyone with their mega hats and all that—they're all a bunch well, of Archie bunkers. Yeah, unfortunately, right now. it's back. But I mean, at the time, <laughs> you know, that was taking the piss out of everybody. You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So I was really digging that. I just kind of thought I would throw that out out there just because of the Valerie Bertinelli connection. At the top of the hop, I mentioned the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Like I said, I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But uh, last night, as we speak, the um, there was a fundraiser going on. Okay, and the idea is like to raise funds for the actual ceremony later on in November, because all of this stuff costs money, unfortunately. Canada's not totally a communist country that a lot of Americans would probably have you believe. Yeah, 75% tops. <laughs> At least, yes. We're all a bunch of pico-commies up here, yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, yeah, to raise funds for this this, ama- this amazing event, some bands last night do- donated their time the committee was there running the first ballad of, you know, of the whole voting process. The ballad? Where, the yeah. ballad, The ballad of Jane? The ballad of Jane, yes. The ballad yes. of Jay Clampett? <laughs> I, I believe you might mean ballot with, ballot, with a T there. Yes. So. yes. It's, been, it's been a long day. It's, it's Sunday, but I went to work this morning and then I hit the gym. So, <laughs> please, it's, it, it's, it's hardly, Sunday has hardly been a day of rest. And I got a wrestling pay-per-view to watch tonight, too. Oh, so that's yeah. life is so hard. <laughs> it is, it, it is, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, anyways, the initial ballots oh, they were, were, hand, <laughs> were, were, were handed out last night, and every vote, and you were given one ballot, and there's like a dozen categories one vote counted as 30. The idea was to get everyone and to bring all your friends in and to everyone show up and 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 vote. And at the same time, you know, give your funds at, at the door. So I made my way down. I put, so, I filled out my, on, my can we back ballot. up for a second? Okay, one, yeah. one vote counts as 30? If on the, on this particular ballot, well, I, I just want to ask if anybody's been partnering with the um, American voting system to come up with that, because I, I, I feel like that, no, no. that's happened here occasionally. No, no. no. <laughs> Canadians know how to count ballots. Oh, okay. okay. This, this is intentional. 
<laughs> it's it's the the idea of to get people to come and donate for that for the fundraiser, and this is kind of the incentive. <laughs> okay, okay, but but yeah, I I I, I can see how you might be thinking that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just it felt very, <laughs> felt very familiar to the last few elections. Ah, yeah, where have I seen this before? Yeah, yeah. No. I think most of no. them since nineteen. 19- or seventeen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was some kick-ass bands playing. Unfortunately, I really only stuck around for the first couple because there was some some things going on that. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna have to bolt a little bit earlier because I do have some things to do now. But um, I was really impressed with one of the bands and they really haven't been around that long i just want to throw the name out there and i can't wait till they get a little more experience under their belt but the band sans regret i was really impressed now i had heard a lot of really cool stuff about this band before last night but um, I was really impressed by what i saw unfortunately most because they haven't really been around that long most of their set were cover songs but i was really impressed with the few originals they did and honestly they really got my attention by starting their set with a cover of minor threats uh stepping stone rock on yeah what one of my all-time favorite songs yeah yeah so yeah this is a really cool heart hardcore band that just for the short amount of time they've been together what I was really impressed with was their stage presence. Now, I don't know the individual members that well. They may have been around for a while with 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 other bands. You know, unfortunately, no, I don't know everyone. I think you do, <laughs> especially since soon you'll be Ambassador Snowy. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. So, yeah, once uh, Sans Regret starts... Uh, doing some more uh you know they're more originals in their set and starts and, and starts recording i'm expecting really good stuff from them let's do some music here a couple of really cool records come across my desk the uh mighty revocation are back radioactive metal alum we've played them on the show many times as well record number four for metal blade available now nether heaven like i said that came across my desk gave that a spin really really cool modern thrash as well um prosthetic records this really really cool new um grind crust band whatever you want to call them it all works really cool name slug crust all 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 one word and like when i saw that name it's like okay you know what i definitely have to give slug crust a spin their new records echo side or eco side i guess really really cool stuff so let's get into that this song this revocation song from the aforementioned nether heaven record I want to dedicate this to one Vince Lee from Motley Crue. Okay. 
because this song Vince from Lee? the mic. Uh, yeah, Vince Vince Neil. There we go. I'm like, Sorry, wait a second. Vince there's Lee a famous, of Motley Crue? There's, there's a famous Vince Lee up here in, in Manitoba. Gotcha. We so, actually have a Vince Neil in uh, Pittsburgh who was in bands as a singer. Uh, uh, and, I, and I thought he was pulling my leg when he said that was his name. He's, he's like, because uh, like, oh, he has our singer. He's like, yeah, Vince, Vince Neil. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, Nikki Six. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody's like, no, that's really his name. I'm like, oh, oh, oh that's oh, even better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I want to give a shout out to Vince Neil with this awesome revocation song. This is Lessons in Occult Theft.
Available from the good folks at Prosthetic Records. That was the mighty Slug Crust from their new record, Ecoside. That was Drag Me to Agony. Great stuff, great stuff. Like I knew. Okay, and it, it goes back to the way we used to have to do it free internet. Okay, band name sounds cool. Great, I'll give it a shot. Well, that's kind of what I do. I mean, I'm, I have access to the music, obviously. But uh, we get bombarded with like so many, all so many labels and bands. They all want their shit on the show and all that. Okay, and tr- trying to decide, like, I have to go through this. I have to go, you know, I got to go through the shuffle, you know, to see what what we want to play. Some bands are a given because we have a good rapport with them, you know, good good labels and PR and all that. But every once in a while, dude, like. It's like, well, what about this band? Well, Slug Crust. Well, <laughs> that's a kick-ass name. I'm gonna put this to the top of the list just to, because it's it, it's 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 got my curiosity. Oh, and yeah. I was impressed. I was I was impressed. That's some really good stuff. Go and check it out. Throughout this episode so far, I've dropped the names, the words. Manitoba Loud Music Awards more than once because it's kind of a thing going on in Snowy's world right now and I definitely want to share it with all of our listeners. Now um what have I what have, what, what have I said already? I've explained what 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 they are kind of um the uh the voting process and all of that good stuff. Last night, okay, before we, um, while I was out at the MLM fundraisers, okay, and I'm enjoying the bands, you know, I'm having a good, I'm, 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 having, I'm having a couple drinks. I cast the first ballot, and now it's just time to kick back and enjoy as much of the evening as I can. Okay, while I'm doing that, I'm speaking to one Denny Ferguson. Now, who Denny or Denise is, is she is a committee member for the MLMAs, okay, and a good friend of mine who I see her out in the shows a lot, and we like to hang and have a good time, because I'm not going to say how old she is, but she's a more experienced scene member. Shall we say she's one of the movers and shakers of the Manitoba metal scene? Okay, she also first came to my attention oh years ago now. Okay, as Bangus Young, who she, when she was skating for the Winnipeg Roller Derby League. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm no, like, okay, was, she in an ACDC tribute band? Like, what's going on here? Oh, that just makes me so happy, dude. That is just probably the best name you are ever going to find for a roller derby. Yeah. You know, because a lot of roller derby, like, it, it, it's when it comes to the nicknames and gimmick names and all that, it's almost as bad as professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's great. But, okay. But, yeah, yeah. But I, I love it. And I remember the first time when the Winnipeg Roller Derby League, don't want to go off too far on a tangent here, 
they were doing during the, that league's heyday. They were doing uh, their all star team was playing teams out of uh, out of town at, at from from out of town at the convention center big building with the, where they have concerts and all that. And I remember the convention center just being packed because this is something new and fresh and, you know, and I'm sure there were a number of people that were just roller derby fans at the time. I have been for many years and to this day, I still am. That was when I first saw the name Bangus Young and I watched her skate and all that. Now, fast forward a number of years later, I meet Danny, and it's like, oh, my God, she was Bangus Young. Okay, <laughs> and I'm totally marking out. I'm totally being a fan at this time. But I got to play it cool, you know what I mean? I, I can't look like, like a Mark. All right. So ever since that moment, we've been really good friends, and she's working so hard and doing such a good job with the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Like I said, Last night, when there was kind of a break in between the bands, breaking the action, I took Danny aside and I said, hey, why don't you give me a couple minutes? I got my recorder. Let's do one of our radioactive metal action interviews and we'll get everything to do with the MLMAs right from the source. She says that would be great. So kind of, like I said, to get everything right from the source, I had a quick chat with Ms. Ferguson, and this is it. Enjoy. Okay. This well, is hang Daddy on. Before Ferguson. we get to the chat, right? Okay. You, you've got to give me a couple seconds here, because I, I, okay. I've been bottling a lot of things up. One, okay. I want to point out that on Instagram, she is still Bangus Young. Oh, okay. That's right her on. Instagram a tag, and <laughs> that makes me so happy. Um, but... Can we gloss? We we can't gloss over the fact here that you've been nominated for ambassador, and that I have been calling you the mayor of Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Yeah, for like as long as I've been on this show, you know, because you know everybody, you know the entire scene. Um, You know, I like to joke that there's not a band that doesn't come through without having to have dinner at your table because you know, as, as you have dinner at the mayor's house, right? And if you become the ambassador of Manitoba, this, like okay. what ballot box do I need to stuff to make sure this happens? I this this is possibly the greatest thing that could happen on this show. I will call you Mr. Ambassador for the rest of our time together and beyond. Like 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 whichever one of us goes first, we'll use the Ouija board just so I can say Mr. Ambassador. Right? There we go. Like seriously, dude. Like. Like there, if 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 there's anybody that should be getting this title, it's you, and I so look forward to the day that I can call you your ambassador, Mr. Snowy White. Yeah. Like that just makes me so happy, dude. So okay, yeah. I've got it out of my system. I've been <laughs> bottling it up, but I just I I look forward to November so I can hopefully call you Mr. Ambassador. I hope so. I I hope so too. Like um, I I love what I do. Okay, with this show and out in the scene with Ninja Cat Productions and all that. It's 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 just for the love of the game. But I don't know something like this. A little bit of a rec- little bit of recognition. You know that 
sounds kind of nice. You know what I mean? God, I think it's fantastic. So hopefully. And I think of all the things I'm going to have to do. Like um, if you do become the um, you know ambassador to the metal scene here, I will get those little flags that say ambassador so your daughter can put them on her car when she drives you and Mrs. Snowy around. There we go. Uh, you know, it, it'll be like it, it'll be like a, an official vehicle. Like, like, I just, like, I don't even think you understand the lengths that I am prepared to take this. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, I look forward to it all. Oh, me I too. Look forward to it all. I just, yeah. I am so excited. Like, you have to let us know when the voting starts. Um, I'm going to vote with every vote that I can. Like I, I right, will be huh, making right. people who don't even listen to this show be like, go here, vote, please. <laughs> okay. like, just trust me, all it's right. all going to be worth it. Well, let's let's kind of put that out there now. Sept- all through the month of September, go to the Loud Music Awards. I believe Denny says it in the interview, the website. Go to it. Just Google Manitoba Loud Music Awards. on or after September 1st and you can vote once a day you know and like I said I plan on I plan on hitting up friends and the bands that I've played over the years and hey you know I kind of want to make this happen so yeah yeah so I'm kind of thinking maybe I think the next time we record will be into September maybe we should uh, cast our votes our first votes uh live on the air how does oh, that absolutely sound? right on yeah it's right loudawards.com mm-hmm. the That's... manitoba loud Awards. <clears throat> well yeah but but the the url is just loudawards.com oh. right on right on well yeah and of course we'll we'll remind everyone you know as we're saying good night and all of that good stuff because yeah i want all of our listeners yeah to go loudawards.com and slap your name down now or slap your your vote down now don't look for snowy white on the ballot because unfortunately they ended up having to use my slave name they're using your real name yeah weird yeah well dude nobody nobody knows who quentin Earhart is Oh, I know, I know. That's why I kind of have to. I kind and I don't like to do this. I don't like using my slave name on 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 the air, and I don't like people using it out in the scene. Like I've, I I I meet the odd new person that I first meet through Facebook. Facebook doesn't allow me to use my fun name, my stage name, of Snowy White. Okay, so I've had people meet me through Facebook and then walk up to me the first time at a show and say, Hey, Quentin, I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, dude, no, no. <laughs> and then, and then I kind of got to explain to him, you know, when I'm out, when I'm out here in this world, I kind of like my nickname snowy and all that. And people think that's really cool. And they pick up on that right away and all that. So unfortunately, no, the, the committee members, you know, first knew of me through facebook and all that so unfortunately my slave name is up on is up on the ballot so when you go on the website ambassador of the year just look for quentin like tarantino and that will be me but more importantly let's get into our quick chat with uh denny ferguson 
from the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. I guess maybe first and foremost, I've already said who you are and what you've done, and you gave the stinger for the beginning of, of, of the episode. So I guess let's just jump into the meat of the matter. What exactly is the MLAs? Uh, MLMA, Manitoba Loud Music Awards. It is basically us celebrating bands and people in the scene who deserve to be recognized. Right, right. Yeah. I, like, I've already had people say to me, like, Snowy, like, um, what, what is that? And I'm like, okay, to break it down, bare bones, it's maybe the Junos and, or Grammys, except it's the current... Yeah, Manitoba. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the hard music scene. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I guess you could look at it that way, but we definitely go as it for, like, just a celebration, right? Right. Like, right. just acknowledge the people in the scene. Like, you guys work so hard on music. I mean, you're everywhere, too, right? Right. So, everybody needs to, like, come together. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why, why it's not? a good celebration, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next, my next, my next question is, like, the I Okay, okay, if, if, if that's the idea behind it, what was the inspiration? Was there any, any one particular thing, or...? Honestly, your best bet would be to ask Dang. This is his baby. Okay. He started it. He has such big goals for it. So, okay. yeah. And he just invited me to take pictures one day, and then I just kind of stuck around. <laughs> and I took over the social media, and then I started doing the outreach for bands and right. helping promote different people and get people shows like this guy. He's a part of Sans Regret. Hello, hello. Hi. How's it going? How's it going? Which, um... He's doing a little bit of an interview for Radio Active Metal. Yeah, just... You guys are next, so go gear up. <laughs> I'll be friend row. <laughs> there we go. I should have gotten him to say a little, say hi a little louder. Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yes. Ruben. He is an amazing bass player. Mm-hmm. I met him probably about 10 years ago. He used to play for Nakoma. So, I mean, I've been going and watching bands forever. Right. So he came back to the scene. He didn't know anybody, and he invited me out to a jam. And I loved them, so immediately sent them to Sky, got them on the MLMA awards and shows like Pronto. Uh, they are so great, you're going to be blown away. For sure, for sure. I've, I've kind of seen the name bounce around. I haven't seen them yet, so oh, yes. I am looking forward to that. Female French Indigenous lead, and she is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've heard, so I've heard. Um, what are some of the categories? In, in, on, so in we have this? rock, metal, punk, obviously. We have album of the year, and then we're also doing like guitarist, vocalist, and yeah, there's 18 categories, and there might be one surprise one, and there's a couple of other announcements that are coming up that you will be very excited for. Might have something to do with other festivals, but I can't give it too much away. No, 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 I I totally, I hear that all the time, and I ask questions, and they, I get PR and bands, they look at me like, fuck Snowy, I can't tell you that shit now. Just get ready to be really excited for our next announcements. That's right, that's right. And in the meantime, we'll let you get back, I'm sure you got a lot going on. Yeah, next Um, band's going on. With, okay, tonight was kind of some physical... Voting. It's our early bird voting. It starts on September, and then we do it for one month. Right. In which October we'll calculate all of the things and then get all of our awards made for the final award show in November. Right on, right Mm -hmm. on. And how can people vote online? Uh, You can go onto the website once a day and vote for 
anyone in each category. So this year we're not, people can't pay for votes, so it won't be like over unbalanced. You just got to get your friends to get out there and vote for you. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's the website? Uh, ManitobaLoud.ca. Excellent. Excellent.
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. actually kind of on the fence as to whether or not these two bands that we just played are actually if they should even qualify for a manitoba loud music award because that was um winnipeg thrash crossover solenum one of my personal favorite bands that was standard malpractice 
from their last record, Ruled by the Cruel. And before that, the new record from Winnipeg, Death Thrasers, Besieged. That was Last Chance from their new record, Violence Beyond All Reason. And the reason I, like, I say this, and it's like, uh, okay, I understand it's the the no, the nomination process is that the the awards they put it out to the people like on Facebook or wherever and say okay we are now taking nominations go to our website or whatever and nominate who you would like to see in all of these various categories someone had and sorry guys it wasn't me I kind of wish I did because, like I said, Solanum is just one of my favorite bands, just regardless. Um, someone had nominated these two bands. The thing, though, with these two artists is Solanum is signed to Horror Pain Gore Death Records. Besieged has dotted, has written on the dotted line, shall we say, for Dark Descent Records. You know, two labels of significant stature within the underground. So they're not, re in my eyes, although although they don't really get out of town touring a lot, they're kind of that one step up from just being a local Manitoba band. They kind of belong to the world, in my eyes. But that's kind of my own little you know, gripe for the lack of a um, better word. But I am happy for both bands, obviously. I played them. We've played them before. We'll play them again. We'll have them on the show anytime. That is just a um, good sampling of all of the wicked music here in the Manitoba metal scene that you know, if you're a regular listener of this show, you would already be familiar with a lot of stuff because Yes, like Radioactive Metal has always been an international show. I remember our first five, six years, we caught a lot of flack from the local metal scene for not playing enough Winnipeg stuff. And we said, okay, we're trying our best, but this isn't a local show. It's not just, you know, about the Winnipeg scene or the, or the Manitoba scene or even the Canadian scene, like our indie spotlights, you know, bands all over the world, you know, and that's kind of the way, you know, it's always been and will always kind of continue to be. It's just when there is a band from our local scene or your local scene that really, you know, that we really dig, we have no problems pushing them not just because they're friends or they're from our local scene but we think that they deserve it enough to play with um you know play with the boys beyond the scene shall we say so yeah we make no apologies for that did i lose you here no 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 keep going oh, okay sorry sorry just i'm sorry just sometimes with 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 the Skype and all that, I'm just oh my god! I think I lost him. Oh no, he's gone. He's oh, lost no, in the here. ether. He's off in the in the interweb netherworld. Will we ever find Aaron again? I don't know. Tune in next week. One of the things 
that metalheads and a big part of being aggressive music fans is the live show. We all love going to concerts. Okay. And I can begin to imagine just how many I've been to over the years. Like I've had people say, Snowy, how many bands have you seen live? And, <laughs> and I mean like, today? <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm like, well, when you can when you consider like shows that I go to have, you know, four bands in one night, you know, touring touring festivals. I've seen some some of those with like eight bands. You know, you have the Manitoba Metal Fest, you know, that has twelve bands over two two days. They all kind of add up. Okay, so yeah, needless to say, I've been to a lot of shows, seen a lot of bands, seen a lot of shit. Okay. And really, there's nothing that I really enjoy more than a live show. Okay. If it were up to me, like, when, like, this is still a secondary market. Winnipeg has a great scene. Okay. Because of people like Miss Ferguson, because of Ninja Cat Productions, because of what we do on this show. Okay. I think it, it, it all, Cre helps create a wicked community but we are still a secondary market you know charleston is a tertiary market <laughs> it's, oh, you know, i don't even think we're that high <laughs> yeah yeah so what i would really like to do like to i'd like to kind of get winnipeg and it would take a population boom okay and i don't think mrs snow is going to be pushing out any more kids to help the metal cause <laughs> okay um i would like to see winnipeg get to the point where we are getting the amount of shows as a toronto as a montreal as a vancouver which would mean you know you would have to have daily metal shows daily hardcore shows and we just don't have the population to uh, pre-pandemic you guys are pretty close we were up there. We we had an amazing run. Like it was, like it it was those three major markets in Canada, and then no one was even close. But yeah, through through Ninja Cat Productions and all that, like we it was fantastic. That that run from about 15 to the pandemic and all that like all the time it was just it was it was it was absolutely insane i don't know how i got through those years like there was one night okay i thought i was gonna have a heart attack now we had spent a couple of days chasing jack daniels with uh monster energy drinks oh yeah because that's a great <laughs> idea because that's a great idea. But yeah, after about the second, third night of that, out of like four nights in a row of concerts, it's like, yeah, dude, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> but but the point is, yeah, we it, it was a hell of a run. And hopefully we can get there back. We can get back there. And a great run like that, or even just a single great show, has all of those great concert moments, all of those magical moments that make up the whole concert experience. 
And with all of that, like, there's, there's just so many of them. And I thought, you know what, maybe Aaron and I, this week, we should kind of sit down and share kind of our ideas of what some of these magical concert moments are, or at least the moments that we kind of dig the most. And I think right off the hop, okay, that moment when the lights go down, you're at a bigger show at the arena, like if it's in a club and all that, it's really no different. The band just comes on, hey, we're band X, and then they start playing. In a theater, in an arena... That moment, you know the headliner is coming on or that first band is coming on. The lights go down. You know it's game on. Everyone starts to cheer, you know, in unison because it's that moment, you know, and then you'll have um, some intro music, you know, some of the lights on the stage start, the spotlights come on and the graphics and behind the stage and all that. It's just you know it's on okay you're like yeah let's get on with this this is going to be fantastic so when that when the moment that the lights go down okay that's the first thing that kind of drops into my head for sure absolutely because the lights go down it's quiet for like a split second and then you just feel the collective adrenaline rush (laughs) right yeah for sure yeah, absolutely love that. Now, fast forward from that moment when the headliner first goes on. The main set is over. And they go, all right, good night. They walk off the stage. Oh, and the lights are still dim. So you know the they're light, coming the lights are <laughs> The lights are, the lights haven't come on. And every once in a while, there is always that that small percentage of people that actually get up and start walking out. And I'm like, have you been to a concert before? Or are you just one of those, well, let's, let's beat the traffic. We'll miss the last couple songs. It's like, no, you don't, you don't want to do that because the encore. Okay. That's another the major highlights you know that's when they're going to be pulling out the big gun or at least they'll end up you know your favorite song or what you want that people really want to hear will be the last song of the main set they're going to leave the stage come on in a couple minutes they're just going back to take a leak or have a quick drink of whatever get rehydrated and all that you know they're coming back. And if not, you really need to go to a few more concerts. <laughs> and all that. But it works. Everybody still loves it. I kind of equate it to being a pro wrestling fan. Okay? We know it's quote-unquote fake. We know it's a work. But we like to pretend that it's not. Well, yeah, or at we're least there for the when, show. When, the theater. Yeah. Know? That's right. When you pretend that it's real, you are going to get the most out of it. So when they leave the stage, although you know in the back of your head they're coming on, no, no, no. You have to do your part. You have to cheer. You have to get them on because if we don't react, then they're just not going to come on. You know? 
we have ourselves convinced that they're not going to come on for two, three more songs unless we do this. And it works every time, and it's beautiful. I love it. To this day, to this day, it's amazing. There's the time, okay, though, and unfortunately, this I do this a lot. When um, you're on a three, four band bill, okay, in the first band, they're really not blowing you away. Okay, and but I'm I, I like to be there. I like to be you know be there for doors unless I'm doing this show or I can't get away from work early or whatever. Like I like to be right there when the doors open. I like to, especially if I'm at Bulldog. Sky's right there at the bar as soon as I walk in. You know she's always one of the first people I see, and I really like that as well. I'm the type of guy that likes to be there early and it's always good to support every band on the bill like bands local bands like they won't tell people in the scene this but there's nothing that local bands hate more than when their friends or someone on facebook hey what time do you go on you know because they're like the third band or they're the headliner what time do you go on? That's when I'll show up. And now I get it. People work. People have responsibilities. But a lot of times, it's, I don't want to sit through a bunch of bands that I really don't care about. Or I don't know. Even That's a bigger sin. Oh, I don't know this band. Well, fucking show up early. Get <laughs> to know them. You might, you might like them. <laughs> okay? I, I have been introduced to many great bands that way because i showed up early now though like i said not every band is a home run with me so but i'm there i'll watch i'll support i'll cheer but it's just sometimes that when they say okay this is our last song i'm kind of like <laughs> okay okay you were yeah. great fab fabulous but you can get off now yeah. if i made it i survived <laughs> yes 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 i know send send your hate mail this way i understand but at least like i said i like to show up i like to support everyone of course we all love it okay when our favorite song comes on you're well you're or at least the majority of the set is songs that you really dig okay and yeah you're you're just that that moment you're kind of anticipating okay they haven't played this song i really dig it and then those familiar riffs hit van halen's panama you know, Hearts, Hearts Barracuda. Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper's Teenage Frankenstein. All of those songs, they have those familiar opening riffs. Detroit and, Rock City. For sure. Oh, hell yeah. It's You know what I'm talking about. When your favorite songs come on and they kick in. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, like that is 
that's that's a favorite part of everyone's concert experience. I'll 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 kind of flip the script a little bit here though. What I kind of like though is when and this happened with I it was Iron Maiden, okay? They came through town, they did a killer set, you know, covering everything that Bruce has ever sung, you know, except I don't think they played the tr- it was the tr- trooper they didn't do that night. And that okay. was a a song that you know is part of their set you know it's almost a given it wasn't played that night okay as okay the encores are done the lights come on the pre-recorded music hits the pa the faces of everyone that just well they just like they're deer in headlights staring at the stage their mouth wide open like but they didn't play my favorite song. Shut up. They just played for two and a half hours. You know, they killed it. Their well, entire back catalog. In their defense, <laughs> to not play the Trooper when they have an entire line of beer built around it. Uh, okay, well, you can make the argument. Right? Like, like all, the, all the Trooper want. is arguably... arguably Big deal. It is. It, it it is. But I I walked out of that concert minus the trooper, totally satisfied because it was a killer show and they covered everything else. Yeah, but if Kiss People didn't play just, rock and roll all night, I don't know how I'd feel. I would be good with that. It's a great well, song. Yeah, you're not a Kiss okay. fan. Well, yes, sure I am. No, you're not. Not like I well, am. I, okay. No, no, not like. <laughs> Like you are, but I've I've got a lot of their records. I've seen them live. I I could sit down and interview Gene Simmons off the top of my head, like you know. But, but no, I'm not. I'm not psychotic like you are. But I'm, I'm a Kiss fan. But rock and roll all night is literally the rock and roll version of opera. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. <laughs> right. Like, and I get that. Like, and and you know, there there are. I think there are some signature songs, like an ACDC concert. Would it be an ACDC show if they didn't play "You Shook Me All Night Long"? Um, I could live without "Back in Black." Right. I really could, I, and I, which is tough. I could. No, no, I don't think there's any. I don't think because because ACDC has that amazing back catalog because Kiss has that amazing back catalog. I just okay, they didn't do it, but they just gave me two hours of a killer set of of everything else. I'm I'm happy. It's just it's it 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 it's almost like that entitlement that fans not just music fans have but wrestling fans have like when um well okay and, and music fans do that okay fans okay when you see your favorite artist you know taking a leak in the bathroom or at a restaurant and all that like they don't want you you know approaching them talking to them you know at that time okay well some fans might say well you owe me you know I I sh- I shell out my money. I buy your records and all that. No, that's just that sense of entitlement you feel. 
Okay. But and isn't when there they some don't play your favorites that are just so ingrained and associated no, I, with I the band. I understand that. You you're absolutely correct. There there are some songs that do that, but for me personally, if they don't do it, okay, if they went out there and they fucked the dog for an hour, okay, and then didn't give them what they wanted, didn't do that signature song, then I would be pissed. Okay. Okay, so you guys you guys dogged it all 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 night and you're not even gonna end the show with song X. Of course I would go on this show and I would rant and rave. Okay, but if if, if they kill it for two hours with every other song, nah, I'm not gonna complain. I I understand what you're saying. Though. But but here's the thing, like like my favorite kiss album is Asylum, which most KISS fans do not like. Right, like, like that. That's probably the least favorite record. So, I know I am probably not going to hear um, anything off that record. And if I do, it's going to be the single "Tears Are Falling." It's not going to be "King of the Mountain," which no. is what I want to hear. And it's certainly not going to be my all-time favorite song, uh, "All Night," the closer on that album. Right. Okay. No one needs that song. Everybody needs that song. <laughs> no that and that let's song. put the X in sex. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. Those are dumb songs. That's why I love them because they're first of all they are great songs. There's a great beat. It's got a hook, and it's just so funny. It's, it's hokey, is what it is, and I haven't had nearly enough whiskey right now to agree with you that you these are, are a wrestling songs. fan. Is, like hokey <laughs> is your middle name, but the point is, I know I'm not going to hear those, right? No, but no, you're not. But if they don't play Detroit Rock City, it's like oh, whoa! And quite honestly, because of them putting the makeup back on, and it was a, only a very specific era of songs they were doing for a while we weren't getting creatures right we weren't getting and i mean that means no war machine and there's great stuff right oh exactly right like like killer killer songs there you know um oh wait there's war machine look it up maybe i i I messed those up no it it was creatures oh was it okay i thought so but like so so you know and so like this this last time when I saw Kiss, when they did Heavens on Fire, I lost my mind because that's and you know I've said this on the show before. That's the song that introduced me to Kiss. That's the forty five that I first had. You know I I actually have the forty five that I would have listened to. John gave it to me. You know sitting right. sitting here in the studio with me. So when they play that song, I know it's going to be rare because. You know, 80s Kiss isn't what people are there to see, right? No. And, but man, when they play Heavens on Fire, I lose my mind. Okay, well that's, but if if they don't, because you're not expecting it. Like, well, are yeah, you going to, but that's because I am a crazy super and... fan. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like, right. believe me, like, I think I did troll them on social media recently. I'm like, and it wasn't even trolling, but it's just like, because they put out the Creatures of the Night collection. They keep putting out these merch collections. And um, it, and they, they, they literally skipped over uh, um, <laughs> Asylum. I think they put out Animalize. They put out Crazy Nights, 
which I honestly thought Crazy Nights did worse, but they haven't put out anything for Asylum. I'm like, geez, do people really hate that record? Like, I love that album cover. I just want a t-shirt that's just that album cover. Like, uh, like, please, like, somebody, like, nobody even fakes that one. Like, there's not even, like, bootlegs of that. Like, I'm like, geez, come on, there's got to be at least one other guy that likes this, right? But, um, yeah, so, so like, I was like, hey, can't wait for the Asylum collection. Hopefully that's coming. Yeah, that's you know? not happening. But it's like, so like, I I get that, like, I like the deep cuts, but I mean, if they don't play one of the the big hits, that's a shocker. But I mean, like, to think about Iron Maiden, that's got to be a hard set of choices because, because here's the deal. I mean, everything up through Live After Death, like anything that's on Live After Death, that is, that is like canon that is classic maiden that is the book Mm. of maiden that is possibly the perfect you know iron maiden show to that point in the band's history right but then they go on to give us somewhere in time seven son of seven son fear the dark we get the blaze bailey years and then i can't remember what album bruce comes back on Uh, brave new world there we go thank you brave new world there's so many amazing songs that I didn't know going into my very first Maiden show in like 2011 that I didn't need to know because they write such great songs. You can sing along, right? That That's what kills me. Like when people are like, oh man, all they do is play new stuff. I'm like, okay, you were never a Maiden fan. Like you, you <laughs> yeah, were. What's your definition of new? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Right. But like you were a, you know, live after death fan. Like that, yeah. that's uh-huh. your point in time. That's how you remember Maiden. That's the only way you can remember Maiden. You didn't listen to the other stuff. You know, you're, you're probably like, ugh, synths on somewhere in time. Blech, whatever. You know, and I'm listening to these songs I've never heard. I'm like, wow, these guys haven't lost it at all. Like, this is great. And, you know, here I am. Like, I had uh, The Final Frontier. Because I think that's possibly the tour I saw them on, maybe. Um, that one sounds right, yeah. No, I, I can't remember on what tour I saw them in. But I, I know my daughter was born by that point, so it was somewhere around 2011. But, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, see, you equate your child's birth with Maiden Records. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I also <laughs> um, can tell you what year my guitars are by what how old my children are. Uh, <laughs> you know. Shh. Okay. Don't tell Mrs. Air in this conversation. You're Listen, in the dog house tonight. All the important things in my life <laughs> revolve around each other, right? There you That's go. what we're saying here. Hey, can't argue with that. But, you know, like I was stoked for Sinjutsu, and I was not disappointed. Like, I, rem- I remember hearing that one. I'm like, wow. Like, I, I still listen to that album over and over, you know, and it's New Maiden. And I, and I just, I love it. You know, like, yeah. Mm. So anyway. Get, get this going through your little head here. Yeah. Okay, Here's a good future discussion. When does a band become, when does their, you know, if it's, it's a band that like Maiden that has to have Alice Cooper, Kiss, Metallica. When, what is the cutoff point for each band that is their old stuff? And when is the new stuff? 
Get that going through your Okay. Yeah. That, that See, that's going to be a tough one because that's also going to change my band, right? Um, because I didn't quit listening to Anthrax like a lot of people did. Like, mm-hmm. The only album by Anthrax I didn't have was We've Come For You All. And I would probably call that old stuff before I call the previous albums, Volume 8, The Thread Is Real, and Stomp 442 old stuff. Because cause I wasn't there for that. Because it was like, ah. Ah, whatever. So I so I, th- I think that has a lot to do with why it's the old stuff. Like, oh, I just want to hear them play their old stuff. Because it's that point in time that you remember. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're... Your fandom is that it was at its peak. Yeah, because technically we've come. No, 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 we've come for you all. Um, worship music, like worship music's now what nine years old? 10 yeah, years that's old? definitely new. That's definitely new stuff. Well, it's new, but it's ten years old. I know. And I they've know. got newer goes, music, and they've got more new music coming out. So I mean, which goes back to what we were saying a couple yeah. episodes about. How long ago some stuff really, how old some stuff really is? Worship music is 10 years old? Fuck. Holy jeez. That's a lot. Yeah, so kind of get get that going through your, your, your little head there. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You're a musician. I've heard you that rumor, really, yes. You, you play guitar and bass, right? Yeah. What's your opinion on the obligatory drum and guitar solos? It depends on the band. Okay, um, a band that you really dig. If it's Kiss, I have to see it. Anybody else, I'm okay without it. Okay, so you're you're not, you know, like because like obviously you're all, you're 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 getting what I'm getting at. You're not going to see this at a lot of thrash shows. You're not going to see this at a lot of punk shows and all that. But mainstream metal and hard rock and all that, you're always going to get the big drum solo. Yeah. Okay. It's, so does that really like you just said? That doesn't really mean much to you. It all depends on the band, honestly. Well, let's put it this way. If it was Anthrax, give me a drum solo all day long. Because Charlie Benante is one of the greatest drummers in the world. Oh, for sure. And so, you know, it's, I mean, sure, he's he's probably going to throw in some standard big rock drum stuff. But it's going to be phenomenal. And nine times out of ten, they're going to go into something that you probably don't expect. Well, I would hope so. Because if I've... If, if someone is a vet, veteran concert goer and you can kind of like us, like for me, okay, and I'm sure a lot of other veterans as, as well, okay, you really, really have to do something, okay, to really impress, even though I'm not a drummer, I'm not a musician, okay, but I've seen so many drum solos, I know, okay, that you guy in band x i know that you're an amazing drummer okay like for me to really really get behind a drum solo maybe i'm just a little more jaded to for me to really really get behind and lose my mind over a drum solo you really have to give me something special like it just it just doesn't blow me away like i know that you're a fantastic drummer i know that you're a fantastic guitarist you know um, I've noticed though, 
with uh, just normies and people that really don't get out to too many concerts. You know, I've had the next day, uh, one of my coworkers, he goes to like maybe one concert a year and this just, and he's not really much of a music fan, but the last time Aerosmith was in town and he's now all of a sudden he's seen a rock show. So now he thinks he's going to talk to me about rock music. We are now on the same level. Okay. <laughs> like, this is right, snobby right, snowy coming out. Well, okay. Keep going. It, it, it is, but it isn't, you know, I, I think, you know, like I've, I've been to a few more shows than this guy has. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Stop he figures, snowy. Because, Keep going. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But it's just, he's, I'm more, I'm not, this, this isn't about me. It's more about this person's apathy. Okay. And now he sees like one thing and now all of a sudden he's a musical expert or okay. something. Keep going. Uh, Okay, it's kind of more like that. And now, now this guy, he's 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 telling me how he's just blown away by this drum solo. And now I never saw it. But, and, and I'm sure, what's his name? Hamilton from Aerosmith. I, he's a fantastic drummer. But I'm just kind of like, I, I think you're easily amused. Because what you don't understand is as great as a drummer as this guy is, so are all the others. Unless you're like Neil Peart or something, you know. I, I just, bottom line, like you have to do something that really, really, you know, you, you, you have to stand out from the crowd. Because metal and hard rock and punk and all that, they get a lot of criticisms. Like nobody knows how to play. Music, they're not good musicians. They're not this. They're, they're not that. And of course, anyone that knows anything about music knows that's all bullshit. Yeah, tell Ingve Malmsteen that he can't play. I'm just going to call you out and say that this this couldn't have been better since you said that Tom Hamilton's a great drummer. Um, he's the bass player of Aerosmith. Okay, I'm <laughs> Joey Kramer's the drummer. Kramer, Kramer, yes. <laughs> I told you, dude. Long day. Long day. <laughs> uh, so, but here's here's the thing. Like, you're also pointing out the fact, like, again, you go to 30 shows a, a week, right? This guy hasn't been to a show in a long time. He took it yeah, in. So it was part of the, the collective experience. It's like, wow. You know? And, and that's the thing is, like, it's funny to hear you, you know, t- compare this to pro wrestling, right? <laughs> And not get excited by by the drum solo because that's part of the theater of it, right? And uh, hmm. let's let's use the Kiss show as the example here. Gene's bass solo is him hitting one note while he spits up blood, and we right. go crazy for it. And I will go crazy for it again. And yeah, I even thought about that at the moment and laughed at myself for getting excited that he's playing a whole note while spitting blood and we're going crazy like we just heard, you know, Beethoven's ninth or something played behind his head. You know, like like it it's just it's crazy. But that's that's the show. That's the energy. That's it is. there's there's more to it than just what's being played, you know. Mm-hmm. Now No, I, I totally I, agree. 
Yeah, and I will say Gene's bass solo in the uh, Animalized Live um, is something that I've tried to learn for years. I love some of the licks he's doing there. The boom, 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 or the boom. Yeah, it just there, there's some great stuff there, man. You know, I yeah, but just oh, get. Give me an Eric Carr drum solo again. I if I could hear that one one more time, because man, I, like, I like that's a drummer I miss, and you know, and I mean, part of it is like my 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 first real concert was the Asylum tour, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was the Asylum tour, and I saw the big rock show, the guitar solo, the bass solo, the you know, the drum solo. And that's what I expect when I see a KISS show now. You know? Mm-hmm. I get it. No, definitely, definitely. It's 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 a complete package. You know, now if it was at a Guar show, I would probably enjoy <laughs> it, but they would probably also it wouldn't just be a drum solo, they'd like chop off somebody's arm and then he'd play with it or something. <laughs> then you know? he'd play with this, the severed arm, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now that's going above and beyond. Well, I'm honestly surprised I haven't seen that at a Gore show yet. Like they bring out whatever celebrity they're sacrificing this week, rip off the arms and play a big drum solo with it. Like how great would that be? You know? I guess just, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I, I really get into the showmanship of that more. How old were you or which concert was it the first time that you saw a girl flash the stage? I, I can't even really remember like the first time I saw it. I honestly don't think that I would have seen, like, I feel it could have happened at the, at the Asylum show, but I couldn't see it, because I don't think they had, like, the big Jumbotron screens like they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't put her on camera, right? So that, it probably, man, it probably wasn't until the 90s till they started putting that on, um, you know, on, on the screen and, and things. Um, and, it, like, because I... And I definitely didn't see it in person until it was probably like in an outdoor show somewhere in the 90s. And I just happened to like look to one, you know, the left or the right and be like, oh, hey, right. look. And, you had uh, good timing. You yeah. had good timing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, this is, this is the, the, the husband and father hypocrisy comes in. This is always a beautiful thing that I see at shows. And on, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to admit one of the recent, shows just oh it's just that um not this past fundraiser but the one before that a couple weeks ago that i mentioned one of the young ladies up in front of the stage kind of she was standing in front of her boyfriend or the guy she was with she kind of turned and she had a white tank top on and she just kind of lifted it for his enjoyment when i just happened to be walking by and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And then I just kind of, <laughs> I kind of kept going. So this stuff still happens, you know. And it's See, always been for me. That's my that's that's my drum solo. It's like there you know, we are. That that there's my eye roll. It's like, oh, really? Okay. There like, we are. Thanks. Yeah, you're you're the first you're the first person to expose themselves at a rock show. Congratulations. You yeah. definitely. 
be the last. Like, like, like yeah. we haven't seen that before, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> I'd be the guy to be like, I, okay, put them away. There's a drum solo coming up. You I'm know? never going to argue it, though. But, like I said at the, the top of the hop here, there is that father-husband hip, hypocrisy. It's okay for someone else's, you know, daughter of age to do that. It's okay for someone else's wife or girlfriend to do that. Have fun. Go nuts. Thank you. I just don't want mine doing that. You know? Oh, Am that's I even worse. Yeah. yeah. Sorry? I said that's even worse. You what? You are such a hypocrite. <laughs> yes, I, I admit that. So you know, I, I, I would never recommend it. I would never say, hey, baby, why don't you get your titties out <laughs> and all that. But if you're going to do it. You know, my first show in Winnipeg with you, I'm going to turn to you and say that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put my just, arm around you. Hey, baby, you. get your titties out. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm totally like, write that down. You will hear me say that. <laughs> Just, just, just for you, I will do that. How to, how to do that. What I love, okay? Oh, that's gonna be a great show. There's, there's always some asshole. Whenever there's a female singer oh, or a female God, yes. bassist, there's always that one asshole that has to yell out, "Hey, show your tits!" Yeah. And the guitarist, he pulls his shirt up, you know, and shows his his chest. There, you happy? You know, like no one needs that shit. And guys, if you've done that in the past, I hope you've matured. And you know, like that's just no, no. And I, I have friends in bands. Okay, and I hear some assholes say that to my friends. They might be going through the door. You know, like I don't want that at my shows. Don't, don't be a pig. And all that. So no. Uh, last one here that was kind of you know when I when I sat down and and thought about it and I, I don't think this this happens anymore although up here in Winnipeg it did last a lot longer than probably a lot of places those days of getting up early because you had to be First in line at the Ticketmaster or select a seat or what's what are what are, what are the big things? Do you have Ticketmaster in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah Ticketmaster is the big one here. Um, do you have a second one? Yes, I couldn't tell you who it is. I oh. there, there's honestly there's there's more than Ticketmaster, but it depends on the show and the size of the show. Right, right, you know? but for the for the the huge shows, the the theater and the arena shows, the stadium, it's all Ticketmaster. They pretty much have a monopoly. Of yeah, it. I really think they probably do. Like we have Eventbrite down here up here, but it's for clubs. Excuse me, basically. So it's all online. It's all with a credit card. It's 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 just fans today. Okay, we'll never know that that part of the concert experience. Getting up early to make sure you're the first in line, and you are. You've got you know you're the first in line. You front you got front row, awesome ticket. You've got the ticket in your hand, 
what a great feeling that is. Okay, and, and it always was. And I did that for as long as possible. I remember, and I got no problems giving Joe Daly a shout out. Joe Daly in the 70s played for our Winnipeg Jets, our, our, our professional hockey team. Now, Mr. Daly has his own card shop, collectible card shop. Oh, rock on. Yeah, yeah. At one point, Joe had a Ticketmaster in his store. So when he would open up Saturday morning, that was when the, that Ticketmaster booth would open up as well. He was he was running it out of his shop. It was a little known secret that Joe had this Ticketmaster. Everyone would go to the big arena or the shopping center or whatever. But, you know, I discovered, hey, Joe's, Joe's got one here. Shh. Don't don't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> that's that's how I got so many kick-ass seats because Joe had had that in his shop. Oh, that's awesome. And so I would be there. Yeah, I would be there first thing. And I, first thing I do is say good morning to him. He's like, oh, you want concert tickets? For sure, for sure. He would, he would print me out a kick-ass seat. And then I would hang out and just shoot the shit with Joe Daly for a while. It was fantastic. Yeah, his his shop is still up in Winnipeg. The uh, my my money job is is uh, is the shipping industry. One of my drivers, one of my Winnipeg drivers, delivers stuff to Joe to his shop. Oh, rock on! So yeah, so when I get that stuff in my hand and I distribute it to my driver, it's like extra special care. This is Joe's stuff. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Then they know, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we used to make a thing of it as well as teenagers. Okay, Saturday morning, got to get to at the time it was select a seat up here. Okay, um, got to get up early so we wouldn't go to bed the night before. We would pile into someone's place, case of beer, stack of records, piss it up all night when it came time to get our butts a couple hours before it opened up, you know, it, it was part of the experience. It was the night before a party. It was getting there early. It was getting the tickets. You just, you don't get that anymore by hitting a couple numbers on a phone. You know, it just, you just don't get that anymore. Well, it's that's too bad. really something I want to talk about for a lot of experiences. Okay. Um, is is you know, and and we can obviously you know do this in a different episode, but just there's so many things that I think people just never understand what it was like, and mm-hmm. you know even when we talk about like how hard it was for stuff here, think about you know other countries, um, you know North North America really had it fairly easy. Um, in, you know, even in those times compared to like, I was listening to, um, I was listening to podcast today, interviewing a bassist from Peru and he, he grew up, um, you know, in the seventies in Peru. And I think he came to the States in like 78, 79. And they were asking, you know, like, what kind of music you play? It's like, well, we couldn't get any music in for about seven or eight years because of our military government. 
Wow. And then, you know, that president died and the new president was more open and he started letting more things come through. But they literally had to smuggle stuff in. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're smuggling in cassettes like people smuggling drugs. You know, and it's just like, wow. You know, like, and the thing is, you know, here in, again, North America, we have everything at our fingertips. You know, Almost everybody can listen to anything at any moment. But, mm-hmm. you know, even with all this digital access, go to another country that has a tighter grip on things and there's going to be stuff you can't listen to. And so that underground scene is still going to be a big part of stuff, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it just, I don't yeah. know. It just, that really struck me today when I heard that. I'm like, wow, that sucks. <clears throat> it does. It does. Yeah. And that's, Definitely, you know, when we've 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 mentioned that um, there have been bands that we played on the show from Iraq, okay, that you know have took their lives in their own hands just by being in a band. Yeah. Like you've 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 had that in in some some Middle Eastern countries where you could be executed just for being in a rock band, and we can't even fathom that. You know, we piss and moan when the cable's down, yeah, or our inter- our internet's down for an hour. Well, try to live like that. You know, <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. If you don't mind, going to once again go into the snowy vault and grab some records from my own personal collection here. One of the bands that I wish ah, I would have loved to have seen, Sweden's Overdrive. In concert, I, I discovered this band. They were one of those bands, like I told you, I discovered um, metal, went metal full time, 1984. A whole collection of bands after I discovered Venom and all that. One of them was Sweden's Overdrive with their Swords and Axes record. This is Mission of Destruction.
Legendary Conflict from the 1986 record Ungovernable Force that was mighty and superior. Dude, I don't know why we never got to any conflict in 16 years on this show. Only now are we getting to some fucking fucking conflict stuff, man. That's some great stuff. One of the all-time great hardcore bands. Well, my friend, another one in the books, another great show, another great topic, and thank you so much for uh, allowing me to uh, kind of get out my uh, whole Manitoba Loud Music Award cha-cha, jaw-jaws out there, whatever you want to call it. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity Um how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's where all the episodes are, have been, and will be. Past, present, and future. All right there. You can see things we talk about on the Instagram, at RadMetal666. Check it out there. We've been getting better. Um, I actually posted, so as you hear this, you're going to have to scroll back a week. Um, because I posted a picture of the hot sauce on my eggs and potatoes yesterday morning <clears throat> because it was so great, the hot sauce. So, you know, definitely follow us there. Um, Rad Metal, no, crap. Facebook.com slash Rad Metal is for our Facebook page. And what else am I missing in here? Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. You know, think of it. Think of a podcast network, and you can find us there. You can find us everywhere, including Spotify. Thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network. 
shinywizardsnetwork.com. We are proud members of that network. And uh, thanks to them, we are also on Spotify. So if you look for the Shine Wizards Network on Spotify, you'll be able to hear us there. So I mm-hmm. triple dog dare you to find us somewhere on the No, to not find us. That's it. Yeah, I, I dare you to not find us. Good luck. Right Good on, luck right on. And, and if you have a Roku TV, like I know a lot of people do, um, download the uh, TuneIn app. I believe it's called. I'm just doing this off the top of my head where uh, this app you can listen to like pretty much any radio station, any podcast, anything just straight there on your Roku. Download that app, search Radioactive Metal, and we are there. And of course, I'm going to be doing this for the next little while, but www.loudawards.com. Because you, the first time anyone listening to this will be after September 1st is yeah. when all of the voting starts. So it is up there right now. Vote Unfortunately, Quentin once. Earhart yes. For don't look for Snowy Won't. Don't. Don't. don't snowy, snowy Won't. won't. Don't. That's yes, great. Yes, because Snowy Won't. Snow, snowy White won't be there. You'll have to look up my slave name. So, yeah, Ambassador of the Year, while you're at it, go whoever you also want to vote in any other category. All of these people and bands are absolutely fantastic. So every day throughout the month of October, take a couple minutes out and vote. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a momentous Okay, this has been a momentous episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.